Let's get some insights in the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Scott Brave, lead consumer spending economist at Morning Consult. Scott, good morning to you. Thanks for being here. The language from the FedEx CEO about this upcoming recession, cutting guide, you know, not cutting guidance, removing guidance, it just is enough to spook the markets today. But you're getting other things that tell you otherwise. What do you see here? Yeah, no, it's really been a week with mixed signals. Um, so the consumer sentiment number that came in today showed another small improvement. It wasn't quite as strong as what forecasters were expecting, but there's some good news in there. A lot of what consumers are um, happier about is, is forward-looking. It's expectations, actually, that have improved a little bit. And inflation expectations, too, came down a little bit. So that, that's a good signal. Um, what really kept that number from matching expectations was consumers' uh, sentiment about current conditions. And, and that's sort of what we're in right now. There's a fair amount of uncertainty. And we see that in our daily tracking of sentiment and morning consult data as well. These trends are very evident that it seems like consumers are a little bit more optimistic about the future, but they're still very uncertain about the present. So at this point now, I think it's interesting too, the Fed has, has to move here. On the one hand, there's so much pressure for them to be aggressive, front load, and get this done. At the same time, they're getting warnings from the World Bank and others, listen, don't stifle the economy. Um, some really big leaders are saying, look at what's happening in housing. It's already collapsing. Don't move too fast. What do you think? Well, there are pockets. Certainly housing has reacted. It's slowed quicker than others. Um, the consumer has been fairly resilient, though. Um, some of the things that we're seeing now in our high-frequency tracking, though, suggest that consumer spending might also be slowing. Our August data for overall consumer spending was actually rather flat. So it kind of suggests when we get to the PCE data later this month, we might not see the strength that we saw in retail sales yesterday. And even in the retail sales data, some of the underlying numbers suggest that consumers are pulling back already. Uh, but from the Fed's perspective, you know, they have a dual mandate. Not only do they have to balance um, the state of the economy, but they also need to take into account inflation. And that CPI reading that we had this week, it was much you know, stronger than expected. And in the core components, that's something that you can't take lightly. Yeah. I want to delve into the consumer sentiment idea here a little more. Where do you see, I know we got our print today, and where do you see the health of the consumer going forward? What we've kind of really seen is, and it, people kind of picked up on this, gas prices, right? Gas prices really matter a lot for consumer sentiment. And so when we saw the big spike in gas prices in spring earlier this year, sentiment tanked, we've now kind of offset that. We've kind of gotten back to a point where gas prices have come back down and sentiment is, has retraced a lot of that gain. So, you know, there's a little bit of room there still to run, and but it's really going to be that expectations point going forward, what consumers think. How are they viewing inflation? How are they viewing the economy and the labor market in particular? You know, those are going to be the big drivers of sentiment going forward, not necessarily gas prices as much now. And so what is it that when you're looking at this market here um, and, and spending, how much, obviously, do we look at GDP, right? If you have two consecutive quarters and negative growth, that quantifies uh, really that was the original a definition of a recession. Where do you see things going forward in that realm? I think we have to keep in mind the first half of the year, some of those things that drove down GDP, they were a little bit unique and they tend to be more temporary drivers. Uh, but now that we're starting to see some weakness in consumer spending, business investment, those tend to be the more persistent and bigger drivers of GDP growth. And so 
this second half of the year, I think, will be really critical. We'll learn a lot about whether or not we are just going to reach that soft landing. We're certainly slowing. I don't think there's any doubt about that at this point. Um, but whether or not the economy is actually going to contract, that's a little bit up in the air still. Um, certainly in the data that we have, it, we're seeing the slower growth, but we're not seeing the contraction yet for the consumer. Um, so keep an eye out. It's, it's really this GDP number at the end of the month. You know, it's the last reading on Q2, but the really important one is what happens next month, that first reading on Q3, because it seems like a lot has changed in just one quarter's time. Yeah, understood, understood. And just to get back to the correlation between gasoline prices and sentiment overall, you know, as gasoline, has, we, the price has abated and it's given some relief to folks at the pump and that's some good news. And But that's not to say it may go right back up again. I mean, do you have any thoughts on where gas may be going? I mean, as we see it today, we see $86 a barrel. I mean, there are some people who easily see 90 or 100 and others who say, look, we could really be at 70 or 60. Yeah, and I think that it's very much tied to the uncertainty about the, the economy itself, right? If we do see a broader slowdown, the gas prices will likely slow with that. Um, if we don't see that, if we achieve this soft landing, then yeah, that you might actually see a little bit of a, a comeback here. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting what's going on right now with gas prices from the consumer's perspective, because what we're seeing in our data is that this big decline in gas prices really benefited lower income consumers and opened up some room in their wallet to spend again. Um, but upper and middle income consumers, it wasn't as much of a, a big impact. In fact, they're, they're starting to pull back because of other reasons, other prices like rents and, and shelter prices that are going up again. So, yeah, it's gas prices, while they've been the focus so far, I'm not sure they'll necessarily be the focus in the second half of the year. Right. Scott, thank you. Scott Brave, lead consumer spending economist at Morning Consult. Thanks for being here on this Friday. Appreciate it.